The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 70 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. If this is your first time listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, your ass is in for a treat. If you listen to us regularly, you already know what it is. My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm one of the tri-hosts of this show. My other host with the most, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, checking in on you. How's the week been? Busy. Busy but good. I am uh, getting ready to be off for a few days next week. I'm, I'm ready. I'm tired. That's what's up. Now, you know, we talked in episode 69 about the chances of the Lions winning on Thanksgiving. I did predict the tie. Uh, it came a little early. They tied against the Steelers 16-16, so that means they're going to lose on Thanksgiving, right? Uh, they've lost every game. Yes. They, so well, they had the not, one tie. They're like, oh, okay. and one A now. tie is not a win. Therefore, it's a loss. They're winless. <laughs> they are losers. Per use. <laughs> so <laughs> they will also lose on Thanksgiving like they do every year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tim Moore. My main man, Adris Elbow, who is now on Instagram. His Instagram name is I am Idris Elbow. I am I-D-R-I-S-E-L-B-O-W. You have entered the world of cyberspace, sir. How you doing? What's going on at B-More? What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And yes, indeed, I am on the Instagram. And um, be on the lookout this weekend, right? Because I'm going to be um, dropping some new stuff. And um, you know how we have, like, um, Thanksgiving is coming up, right? Yeah. And, you know, the day after Thanksgiving is known as Black Friday. Yes. Well, I'm going to be launching a campaign for the Monday before Thanksgiving to be known as Ashy Monday. <laughs> Ashy Monday. And on Ashy Monday, you ain't got to go to work. You ain't got to put on no lotion. You can just be lazy. Well, how is that different? Ashy Monday. You don't never put no lotion on. So how is that different? Hey, T-Pet, this is my campaign. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, let me let you ash buckets get back to it then. Oh, why, why is that? Oh, my, my, it's plural. I didn't say that I was going to take part in it. I just now, asked the way he was. I'm talking be. about whoever his ashy recruits are. Oh, shit. Ashy just, recruits. Oh, I, I like that, T Pain. I'm going to call that ashy recruits. That's going to be right. the whole movement right there. The ash and my ashy recruits. There it oh, is. Okay. Ash Army. All right. I'm going to mind my moisturized business. All right, we'll be on the lookout for them ashy-ass <laughs> pictures on your uh, Instagram. Once again, uh, Dries Elbow. You know, how they, you know how they have, like, um, protesters and county pro- um, counter-protesters? That's going to be me and T. Petty. No <laughs> Ashy versus the moisturized. <laughs> uh, Shea butter, no more. Shea butter, no more. Who protests against lotion? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Next ho, thing you ho. know, you ain't going to be that washing your legs in the shower. got to go. <laughs> lotion, lotion is expensive, cheap head, especially the good kind. Mm. Okay, this I is know, an economic I, issue. I know, I know who you've been hanging around. 
<laughs> Listen, that lotion is somewhere out on the Pacific Ocean in one of them damn storage containers. And uh, that's what's going on. Okay, really quick before we get into the news, there is not a shipping container shortage. You know what's happening? People are taking these shipping containers and they're building homes. So they can use up to seven shipping containers. You know, they like clean them out the whole nine yards and they build homes um, on them. They're like whole neighborhoods now, shipping container homes, and they look really, really nice. That's where them damn shipping containers is going. So we'll see uh, how this goes. The more shipping containers these people use, and it ain't nothing to uh, ship back to get that stuff. We'll see how this turns out, including your lotion, bro. So we'll see. Let me tell you, okay, this is my pet peeve, Nook and T Patty. And this is um, the shipping container homes, right? Mm -hmm. Like people take them. They put them together, they make big units, they call it modern design, and you know, it make it like, uh, it, and they can be expensive too, right? Mm. They can charge a lot of money for them. But I, you know, I know from personal experience, growing up in the South, a shipping container, that ain't nothing but a trailer. <laughs> that ain't nothing but a trailer <laughs> that you're trying to dress up. Mm. I know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't stand no damn shipping container. I've seen some really nice ones. I'm, I follow a couple of shipping container home, like uh, IG pages. I'll send you a couple. One, the guy actually turned some shipping containers into a bar on his property. It's pretty tight. So like if I, you know, if I had a bar named Nooks, y'all could come over, watch the big screen, the games, have some Nookie readers and ribs or whatever else we want to have. But uh, well, why we got to go outside? Hey, I think that's a merchandising like thing right, right there. I think, yeah. Why we got to go outside This is a gumbo franchise, Nooks. No, it's multi-level. It's like a little disco. They got lights on the roof. It's like multi-level. I'll show it to y'all. It, it's dope. But uh, yeah, um, it? yeah, it is. It is. I'll show it to y'all. Um, we got a lot of items we got to get through today. Um, so let's just uh, get into it. Uh, item 1A, uh, Zach Stacy is a piece of shit. Former New York uh, Jets running back Zach Stacy. Uh, a video came out of him absolutely positively terrorizing, brutalizing, and beating, tossing his uh, child's mother uh, like a rag doll, uh, a very disturbing video that uh, came through on social media as of the taping of this video. Uh, T. Petty, did you see the video? And I know you got strong opinions on this one. Unfortunately, I did see the video of that piece of shit. What the entire fuck? He punched her like she was a dude. Mm. Then he tossed her ass into the fucking TV. Then he came back and body slammed her. But you know what the most disturbing thing was about that? That baby. The baby and how calm she was. Yeah. Obviously, Mm. this is a normal course of events for that motherfucker. Obviously. Because he was just like... It was crazy. Like, it was just like a regular she, everyday occurrence. Yeah, like she wasn't ups, like outwardly upset, probably because she knew that if she had gotten outwardly upset, it would have been even worse. And this happened over the weekend and his bitch ass still ain't arrested. So mm-hmm. he needs some street justice first. And then he can be arrested. Like, all right, this is one case where I don't give a fuck what happened to him. And then yep. doing it in front of your, your baby, what the fuck yeah yeah five-month-old baby uh drees uh wards are out for his arrest as t petty said there might be some street justice before there be some you know uh 
uh, arrest he, he's that still out place. on the street. I just I just assumed that he was already in jail. When yeah. I when I saw the video, I was like, oh, he in jail. Yeah, that got posted. And uh, he's still out walking on the street. Yeah, it got posted late uh, Thursday morning, early Thursday afternoon, and uh, just people were shocked. Uh, NFL players and people from across the globe were reacting to it, and you know, just um, you know, wishing this guy get uh, everything that's coming to him. Man, it was absolutely positively brutal, and um, I'm surprised that um, I, you know, we haven't heard or seen anything of um, you know his uh, his child's mother, but uh, just uh, just absolutely horrifying, bro. Yeah, when you know when the the headline came up, and I clicked on the video, I don't know what I was expecting to see, right? I, I, you know, I expected to see a couple fighting or something like that, or you know, somebody getting shoved or, or something like that. But what I saw was just so shocking. And 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 T. Petty, you you're right. It, like the way he was punching her was like he was trying to kill her. Literally, he was. He, he was trying her to kill in her. her. Head. Yeah. And, um, and you know, when I watched it, I couldn't watch it again. I just like, okay, I can't, I can't watch this again because it's it's so violent and it's just, it didn't feel right to watch it again. Uh, But I was, the clip I saw, it showed from one angle and then a second angle. Yeah. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. one thing. It was like looped together. And, uh, and I thought about that. I was like, that that was probably the baby monitor or like some home security Mm -hmm thing that was there right and um and i was just thinking about this like his explosion and we they might have more video footage of it right like you caught it this time but there might be and it's it's definitely probably not the first time it's happened so there's probably even more video footage that's been caught but just not shared so that is scary too mm. I hope she's okay. That's uh, the first thing. And then uh, when you commit acts like that, you put your sort of expiration date out. So we'll see what happens. But like T. Petty said, it's going to be street justice and cats like that uh, in jail, penitentiary, lockup, whatever, are not uh, treated kindly. So, um, you know, I hope he's just uh, arrested uh, and brought to justice and we'll see if he uh, even makes it uh, to a court date. Um, speaking of court, uh, Drees, uh, this Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I mean, what a, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Okay. So we taped last time, um, the people that were murdered by Kyle Rittenhouse cannot be referred to as victims. Uh, I predicted a mistrial. The uh, prosecutors tried to do so, and the judge pretty much just laughed in their face. Uh, As of right now, the jury is out for their third night of deliberations. One juror asked for the 36-page instruction. They asked that they could take the 36-page deliberation instructions home with them. The judge uh, granted them uh, that request. So um, as this goes out, this looks like this may be uh, a hung jury. I don't know if that's technically a mistrial, but there may be uh, a second trial that needs to take place the longer that the jury is out. Uh, T. Petty, I think that there were three or four black jurors on the case, but Drees, what do you think uh, as far as uh, the jury continuing to be out and be uh, and to deliberate? And let me also say that the judge threw out the uh, possession of a firearm or an assault rifle out. Um, it was those, I guess, uh, if you're looking at murder charges, those are the least, that was the least serious charge that Rittenhouse was facing, but just your whole, just summation of what's happened on this case so far, bro. I, I think it can be summed up in how many pages is that deliberation document? 36. 36 pages. And this tells the jury, um, it frames how they have to think about the case, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, um, and it's usually a very narrow interpretation based on whatever law or charges that they have there. And if they're looking at that, that document and thinking about that, they already stuck. They already stuck. They're trying to figure it out and how they're going to weed through all that. So you have all that going on, only, only three or four black jurors. And you have this judge who's just been the entire trial you can name all the different ways that he has just been biased in, in so many different ways. So I, I don't know where this is going to go, but none of it feels good. So, um, you know, I think everybody's on the lookout for this trial and the, and the verdict that's going to come out. And I, I think we're going to there's going to be a reaction to it. And I don't think it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. T. Petty, uh, National Guard is uh, standing by in Kenosha uh, as the jury continues to deliberate. I know you had some strong opinions last episode about that, but as the jury is still out deliberating, how do you think this is going to go down? The same way this shit always goes down. That little bitch-ass boy is uh, the 2021 version of, what's that fool's name? George Zimmerman. There you go. George Zimmerman. And he's going to be celebrated just like Zimmerman is, was and is. And I wouldn't be surprised that he runs for office in a few years. Hmm. He, so I've been protecting my peace and not watching the trial. T-Petty, you just blew my mind with that. When you well, just said that, what he is. I could say, I could see that happening. Like, that is, that, you just blew my mind with that one. He went out with the sole purpose of doing exactly what he did. Instigating some shit, shooting some people. And then trying to claim that he was a victim. All that fake ass, all those fake ass tears. And why ain't his mama on trial? But anyway, back to this raggedy ass judge with his bald headed ass. That motherfucker is out of control. Like from the very beginning, the shit that he says and does is wild as fuck. But it goes to show. We talk about how all politics is local, right? We talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. This man has been on the bench for damn near 40 years. He is in his mid to late 70s. I think he's like 75 or 77 or something like that. He's been on the bench since he was in his mid 30s. Most of the time he runs unopposed. People need to educate themselves because motherfuckers like that are elected officials. You have the power to get them the fuck out of the paint. And we see what happens when people like that have been allowed to just run unchecked. Like he for 40 is years, for almost 40 years. 40 years. It's a so generation. How much of damage exactly he's been doing 40 years? I mean, we see the damage that he's doing right now in this however long this trial has been going on. So um Rittenhouse is gonna get off. I would imagine that. The holdouts are the black jurors. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's probably what it is. And they're trying to figure out a way to come to some type of compromise. But his ass needs to be in prison because he just flat out murdered two people and uh, injured somebody else with a fight over something that he instigated. He started the whole thing. Oh, so annoying. Unbelievable. Yeah, we'll continue to keep our eye on that, uh, obviously. And um, let me tell you all this. 
so this is just my sort of common sense thing on this, right? So this is Thursday while we're taping this. The jury probably does not want to, you know, be, you know, not have the, the weekend to think about this. Uh, I would predict that the um, verdict will come down either Friday or at the very latest on Wednesday, because people are not going to be separated with their families and, you know, not be able to talk about this trial, uh, you know, while they're with their family for Thanksgiving. So it's going to be either Friday, uh, the, as we're taping this podcast on the 18th, tomorrow, the 19th, or it'll be Wednesday, the 24th, I think, uh, the days that the uh, verdict will go down. But uh, we'll see uh, how this goes. And, um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. And um, uh, we'll see what the aftermath of that is. Um, T. Petty, Beto O'Rourke, Texas. He is running for governor. I know you're sure our resident political. Assess this. <sighs> I think he should have run for Senate mm-hmm. um, in 2020 instead of running for president because that was never going to fucking happen. Yeah. But uh, him running for governor is interesting. He has a base down there. He came within very, um, I don't know, two or three percentage points of beating that bitch-ass Ted Cruz. So mm. if he could get, um, what's it, what's Greg Abbott? Yeah. If they could get him to roll his ass on out of there, <laughs> out of the governor's literally, that would be great because <laughs> that motherfucker is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like yeah. clean house with all of them. Him, the criminal ass AG down there, all of them. So uh, it's, it's interesting. Mm, I don't, um, people don't seem to be, I don't know, people's enthusiasm about voting waxes and wanes, and I don't understand that. So we'll see what happens, but I think he has a decent shot at it. Yeah, yeah. Drees, uh, for the most part, the Democratic centers of uh, Texas are Austin, Dallas, for the most part, a very slight uh, Democratic majority there. Uh, Houston and San Antonio. And then you have all the rest of that big ass land in Texas to deal with. But Beto O'Rourke is trying to uh, run for, well, he is going to run for governor uh, in, uh, uh, for, in 2022 in Texas, uh, assess his chances. Yeah. So I, I think this is part of the kind of overall strategy, you know, for the Democrats, right. Of saying like, could you to turn Texas, you know, blue, right? Like, it, you know, is it, is it changing? Is it morphing? Um, all the cities that you name, right? That that's huge population centers within the state, right? And then those population centers tend to spread out and affect counties, right? So if you can't change those counties and the state is starting to turn, um, you know, better might be part of that that process. So that's probably why they they're throwing everything in with them and pushing behind them because um, they need to. And uh, you know, I think the timing is right to do it. So he, he may be able to pull it off, right? It, is, it still is going to depend a lot on kind of what happens and what transpires from now until then uh, with the economy, um, with social issues, with a lot of things can happen in between, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are not a political consulting firm. However, if I had to come up with a slogan for Mr. O'Rourke, it would be back to basics with Beto, uh, that uh, alliteration and uh, that cacophony. You like that? You like that, y'all? Cacophony. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty back good. to basics with Beto. And then you just cacophony. print out a million signs and T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, boom, there it is. So uh, well, we'll see how really this turns out. They really got to get back to the basics. Yeah, so listen, like, do y'all know that the 
the Texas uh, Board of Education, like the statewide board, is really the entity that's responsible for all the school books in America. I did not know what? that. What? What? Yeah. What you talking about, T. Petty? So it was this documentary that came out a few years ago called The Revisionaires, The Revision something. I don't know. I'll tell y'all afterward. But anyway, because Texas is one of the, um, that state is one of the biggest in terms of um, the number of kids who are being educated, the textbook manufacturers catered to them. Oh, they just caved the market forces. Like, so, who can we sell the most textbooks to? Yes, That's so what we're going to yes. put the content in. Just yes. good old, old-fashioned market forces. Yes. Oh, my so, God. So that, um, that documentary came out in, like, 2010 or something like that. And they were debating about printing um, Barack Obama's entire name. And they were like, Barack Hussein Obama. Wow. I think it's called the revisionist. That shit is wild as hell. So That's crazy. people need but, to but think about that. I can totally see that happening right now. Yes. Like textbook manufacturers, like who can we sell the most textbooks to and what they want in their textbooks? And we don't care what everybody else get. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's got to get it's called the revisionaires. Okay. We'll check that out. Now, T Petty, just like you said, we got to be careful when we vote for judges. You know, the same judges over and over and over. We also need to look into the financial backgrounds and connections with these school board members who are also elected. And, you know, people need to ask them outright, and especially these media sources need to ask them outright, what are their business dealings with these book publishers, et cetera, et cetera? Because these book publishers know that millions, if not billions of dollars are on the line, and they'll go ahead and finance these school board candidates. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars for, you know, when you ran for school board, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, not a big deal. Now this is a high stakes game, uh, you know, cash rules, everything around me, et cetera, et cetera. And these uh, book publishers and other entities are financing these school board uh, candidates, um, you know, uh, campaigns. And uh, also uh, these folks that eventually become school board presidents as well. So from small town America to big cities, they got their uh, wallets out financing these campaigns for school boards. Yeah, you got to pay attention to all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, because these crazy motherfuckers are the ones that are in charge of setting educational policy. And do you want people that's ranting, raving about uh, critical race theory and how uh, there is no global warming and claiming an election was stolen? You want them in charge? Yeah, of educating the kids, no less. You can't even educate your goddamn self. So, <laughs> y'all got to be that. careful out here. Hear that. Dries, I have a sentence for you. I want you to assess these sentences. Senator like, Joe, like subject predicate kind of thing, mm-hmm. and no, no, I'm just, I'm just gonna make, I'm gonna make a <laughs> okay. couple of. All right, you know, you, have, you just have to diagram the sentences. Yeah. I can't I do, that. Even do that anymore. I don't even know. I don't know I'll, that they do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think they can. Um, so Drees, assess these sentences. Senator Joe Manchin's Maserati was surrounded by an angry protester mob. Also, earlier this summer, his yacht was also surrounded by an angry mob of protesters at the docks. Maserati and yacht, Senator Joe Manchin, go. 
Yeah, those those two nouns, Maserati and yacht. <laughs> and they they I think they are proper nouns <laughs> with the name. And um, okay, so he over here talking about, well, I don't know about this infrastructure stuff. I don't know about like all these other bills, but you you got time to be pushing around in a Maserati and a yacht. That that's you know that's some that Elmer Fudd that shit right volumes. there. Yeah. yeah, that's some Elmer Fudd shit right there. And now now I'm starting to question like where you get these Maseratis and these yachts from? Because mm. you know I haven't heard like how did how did Joe Manchin make his money? A lot of it's always been politics. Money, <laughs> uh, coal lobbyists, so gas see, and oil right lobbyists, here. probably some pharmaceuticals. Same way that crazy uh, bitch from Arizona, Kristen Cinema, mm. showed up broke, and now she got money. The way mm. they all do, and they get here and lose their goddamn minds. Also, Craziness. why are we calling protesters mobs? No, they were. Did I say mob? You did. I, I did not mean mob. That uh, they they were high spirited protesters who they did were. not seem to be in sync with uh, Senator Manchin's uh, positions on several things. They had lots of signs. Um, you know, he had to have his little security people out there. So here's my thing, right? You know that uh, lawsuits are like um, the language of the rich and privileged. And um, if you got security, like unless you're a celebrity. Uh, that really means you're a punk ass. Like, you're not a person of the people. Like, you can't go in the streets and be free. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if I got put on or whatever, y'all gonna be hanging with me. Producer E, Drees, T. Petty. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no bodyguard or nothing like that. But I don't care whether you're an elected official or not um, to have all this bodyguard and stuff. Eh, that just sort of rubs me the wrong way. Well, when, you, when, you're doing, when you're doing foul stuff, people tend not to like you. <laughs> and then and then you do need bodyguards because like you was messing up people's lives while you you taking money and you got Maseratis and yachts and then and, and enjoying that and people is like suffering every single day and a family is suffering then that is like you know I you know it, it it creates this um you know this tension between like you are a public official right an elected official and you were sent there to do the people's business. But then the people are saying, like, you is not doing our business. You you doing your own business. Hmm. So. Well, I can't say that I have a problem with them having bodyguards. Look what happened to Gabby Giffords. True. Uh, look at all the threats that are coming against people like AOC and Ayanna Presley. So, especially when they're working with motherfuckers like Marjorie Taylor Greene and mm. uh, Paul Gosart, they're crazy as fuck. I would have me some security, uh, but it wouldn't be because I have been ducking and dodging my constituents forever, refusing mm. to meet with them, and then doing things that are expressly against uh, the will of the people. So, yeah. if I had them, it would be for those other reasons, but not for the same reasons that Joe Manchin bitch ass got him. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. If, if I had security, I, it'll be my cousin Shoney. <laughs> and Shoney, like, <laughs> Shoney knows like karate. And I remember when we was kids, like Shoney used to take off his shirt and he used to be ripped and cut. And he was like, hit me in the stomach, hit me in the stomach. 
Uh, Shawnee don't sound like he rapped too tight. So. <laughs> that's, that's my man. So like, if, if any danger, he'll be my bodyguard. If anybody come up, Shawnee, pull off his shirt. Say, like, hit me in the stomach. Hit me in the stomach. And oh, that, that'll, be that'll show him. <laughs> Shout out to Shawnee. All right, Shawnee, if I get put on, we're going to make him the head of security. And uh, we'll just have him walk around with us, uh, Dries, to make sure that uh, we protect it. Do you ever uh, hear restaurant Shonies? Okay, y'all want to yeah, know? I have. I used to work in a restaurant in, in Shoney's. Okay, let me tell y'all the story about the one time I went to Shoney's. I had to go to Kentucky one time, like someplace I don't even remember. It's a long time ago. So we was hungry. We stopped at Shoney's. So we asked for a steak sandwich. And they served what I thought was a steak sandwich. And I was hungry. Um... Yeah, I got very sick, and I think they may have served me a chitlin sandwich with cheese on top, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I was so sick. I will how never eat a show. How would you get those two things? <laughs> it, it looked like the meat was cooked. Yeah, I've never had chitlins. The meat was cooked. It was, you know, like how it was like mm. sort of grilled, but yeah, I've eaten at a Shoney's, and I may, I don't, I'm not sure, but I may have eaten chitlins, so... Chillers are real light skin. They ain't nothing like the steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the chitlins may have been covered with cheese. Maybe, roll, it, was, so. maybe it was sauce. <laughs> Look, I've know. eaten a lot of chitlins and I never eaten them with cheese. I, I don't know if I know anybody who eat chitlins with cheese. <laughs> You're just setting yourself up chitlins and cheese. That's an automatic trip to the emergency room. So. <laughs> Public service announcement from the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Avoid chitlins with cheese this Thanksgiving, Christmas, and any other damn Avoid day. Avoid chitlins, period. Y'all, we don't yeah. have to eat like that no more. No, chitlins is good. Okay, I, I didn't tell y'all this. Oh, my God. But I went to a meeting. This is a few few weeks ago. And um, we had food, you know, brought in. You know, everybody was vaccinated. It was a small meeting. And we had chitlins. At your job? Yeah. We had chitlins. What the hell got it? We had chitlins, cuz it was like we 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 went to like a a black owned restaurant and um they known for their chitlins. (laughs) Like you line up for the chitlins and then you wait for the chitlins to come. Everybody's there to get the chitlins when they cook and they cook them on the on on one day out the week and they cook them and then everybody come get them. And then when when they out, people be in line. They say it ain't no more chitlins, and everybody just leave. What? <laughs> yeah, but that was delicious. I had them with hot sauce and vinegar that, and cornbread. They're not delicious. Chitlins. They are. They are delicious. Tea patty. They taste chitlins like a bag of ass, which is exactly what they are. <laughs> no, you you y'all ain't been cooking them right. I ain't been cooking them, so it ain't no <laughs> ain't no right way to cook pig intestines. Get the fuck out of here! Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Chitlins is good. No, sir. <laughs> All right, let's get the train back uh, on the track. T. Petty, the one billion dollar infrastructure bill is passed. Roads, bridges. Um, they even have some money in there for um, water infrastructure and uh, some other things as well. So. That uh, bill passes, but the uh, social uh, sort of uh, bill uh, remains uh, on the back burner. So um, just to react to the transportation bill getting passed and this other social bill that's still out there. One trillion, not one billion. (laughs) Did I say billion? I'm sorry, trillion with a T. My bad. That's that's Um, a lot, lot, lot of money. A lot of money. So 
this is a major legislative accomplishment for the Biden administration. He's been in office for less than a year um, and did what the former guy was talking shit about, but couldn't get shit done mm. in four. Um, so kudos to him. And it's a lot of really good stuff in that bill. Democrats, I don't know why they have a talent for pulling defeat out of the jaws of victory. They need to be touting this shit everywhere. Like this is what's in this bill. This is how it's going to affect your day to day. This is how it's going to improve your life, create jobs in your community, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why they're so bad at fucking messaging, but they are. Mm. Um, so kudos to them for passing that. Um, but of course, there's other key legislation that's stalled and they just won't get rid of that fucking filibuster. Hello, John Lewis voting rights, voting rights bill, anti-lynching, like it's all kind of shit that should be happening that's not um because they just won't get the balls to do what has to be done if it were me i would get rid of that fucking filibuster and then just pass a whole bunch of shit that i know people like and the republicans would just have to suck it up or not who gives a fuck what they do but you know that they're going to do everything that they can to fuck some shit up if and when they're back in power so you need to do everything right now that you can do forget all that norms all that shit is dead and over with that shit's been dead so quit playing by the old rules the old rules are over mm. they don't have enough ruthlessness they need to hire me as a consultant okay well, we don't we don't put a little package together you put your nice beautiful face like right there in the corner of your letterhead <laughs> be like this house gonna be bitches and motherfuckers <laughs> like, this is like oh like uh uh t petty Consulting services. There it is. <laughs> I, I don't think the federal government can afford me. Well, they they can yeah. try. You know, they can come close, and then you can just get your money right. back you in. I think you have to overestimate for ten percent for like office supplies and shit like that. So. <laughs> You're right. Adrice, yeah, there you go. Adrice Elbow, you will be happy to know that uh, internet improved internet is part of the one billion dollar transportation bill. You might actually get better internet as a result of this bill passes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely need that. And you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that is there is a disparity in internet access in cities, in my cities and other cities, and it is an infrastructure issue. So I was glad, along with the roads and the bridges and everything else, they were thinking about digital infrastructure. So I am happy with that. Now, the thing I'm not happy with it about, right, they had to strip the human infrastructure stuff out of that, right? Mm -hmm. They were able to leave in the kind of digital infrastructure, but all the human stuff like, you know, child care, right? So parents can work and all that. They, they made it a separate one. So I'm not happy with that. And then T-Petty, you're right. They do have a messaging issue because like they, this is a win. It is a win. It is like they knocked it out of the park. And they can't quite figure out how to like, how to communicate that, right? I, I heard, I think it was yesterday, they was trying to say that this infrastructure bill was gonna fight inflation. I was like, who wants to hear that message? Like that is just like right. a convoluted, hard message to understand, like who, who's coming up with this stuff? Um, so, so that, you know, they do have to get better at messaging. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is like, okay, now that you got it passed, right? 
yeah, you got to get on with other stuff. Okay, you got to take that win and move on to other stuff mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the Republicans, they actually, you know, some of them voted for it, right? And some of the, some of the you know, yeah. some Republicans voted for it. They catching hell for it, but they probably going to, it's going to play well back in their districts. So yes, you still got to fight that fight. Yeah. Yep. So it's I, don't, help them. I don't know why they're so bad. It just laying it out put it on whiteboard, do some bullet points. Like this shit is not hard. You won, you won. So say that you won. They need to be like a basketball team. You know how when you uh, get a basket, you don't lollygag down there. You rush back on defense yeah, and get the ball back. back. And you just like, you know, you got confidence. It's like, yeah, we got this. We won. Get somebody high fives going back down, you know. Yeah, so, and set it back up. I don't know why they're so bad at it. T Petty is part of your consulting services. We're gonna make this shit all into cartoons where like motherfuckers could understand exactly what's going on and then put a little music behind it, and then there it is. And then you play the uh Maybe just like just like repetition with Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, Electric Company, all these little shows, play it over and over and over, and then people will get it. So we like gotta, schoolhouse. And you know, you know what you, you we can do like no, you can take that that um that whiteboard and put a one on it. And then how many zeros in the trillion? <laughs> you just <laughs> you just draw each one of those zeros really slowly for a trillion. It's like that's what is we it, just did. Is it twelve or fifteen? A, I forget. I don't know. It's a lot of zeros. You know, all think, you have to 12. do is say what it's going to do. Yeah. This yeah. is going to create jobs. It's going to fix the roads, fix the water, give you high speed internet, even to them fucking bumpkins that. Uh, would probably wouldn't spit on Joe Biden if he was on fire. Yeah. Like, talk yeah. about this shit. It's not hard to do instead of talking about this dumb shit from every day and letting Republicans set the narrative. Yeah, it's so yeah. Talking about it's gonna fight inflation. Nobody, nobody ain't following that. There you go. Yeah, like, tell me how this is gonna help me pay my bills exactly. or make my life better. There it is. All right, y'all, you are listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks, as always, for joining us. We are catching up on the news today. My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. Thanks for joining us. Joined us always by T. Petty and Idris Elbow. Um, who's next up for this uh, next news item? I think it's on me. It's on you? All right, Idris. I don't know. Um, how did the U.S. How did the U.S. hide a fatal strike uh, in Syria from 2019 that killed uh, innocent civilians and women? How did they How did they hide an operation like that for two years? Yeah, this is just like horrible, right? Um, and you know, I think part of it too is this: um, it's, it's 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 war, right? And the fact that folks died and it was a mistake and it shouldn't happen. Um, so definitely trying to cover it up. But I think it's also related to how we use drones in the military, mm -hmm. right? And the and how we use drones that have gone from sound like a goddamn drone is flying over my house right now. Did y'all hear that shit? Yeah, man. They, they everywhere now, right? Because they, <laughs> they 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 the military was using them as, you know, finding out information and reporting back, right? Yeah. And then somewhere along the path, they turn into like arming them and then like dropping bombs everywhere and like, you know, and doing all that. So I think it's, it's this idea of how we have these war machines now 
um, that you don't necessarily have to put humans in danger in order to wreak havoc in war. Mm. All right. And this was an instance of it, you know, I think. And so it's, it's a bigger question of, of war and technology and how we're using it. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it was sad to hear that. And then the cover up of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. T. Patty, uh, in this case, this is something that we accuse other people of doing, but we're doing it to people in terms of uh, hiding the drone strike and the, the deaths of uh, innocent civilians uh, in Syria in 2019. Well, I mean, this has been an ongoing issue forever. It wasn't really talked about during the Obama administration, but those drone strikes are fucked up. You're just basically murdering people by remote control. And then half the time, it don't even be the people you're supposed to be shooting at. Um, so I actually didn't hear about this story. But again, unsurprising because America. Uh, but they shouldn't be wondering why other countries hate us the way that they do. Because we steady mind and business is not ours going over there, fucking with them and what they have going on, making shit worse instead of better, and then abandoning them when the chips are down, which is what we did in Afghanistan. We saw how that shit turned out, Osama bin Laden. So America's inability to mind its own business is going to get it fucked up yet again. And this drone strike is just, again, our foreign policy running amok and wreaking havoc everywhere yeah. it's fuck it's terrible it's terrible true yeah it's just like someone can sit behind a desk and essentially it's like playing a video game and you yeah. sort of put your hands uh, away from uh, you know the the casualties and the humanity of uh, those that are gone uh, uh or um you know hit uh, and killed in these drone strikes so we'll continue to watch this and hopefully there aren't too many more of these um that are at least uh, not uh hidden or covered up but uh, as you said, uh, T. Petty has been going on for, for quite some time. Uh, T. Petty, do not mean to rile you up, but you referred to this person as the other guy, 45 Orange. One of his supporters, not an elected official, said that it would be a very interesting scenario if Republicans took back control of Congress and that Mr. 45, 45 will become Speaker of the House. I did not know that you do not have to be a member. Of, wait, 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 listen, listen. Say. You do not have to be a member of Congress, nor do you need to be an elected official to be voted in and approved as Speaker of the House. Oh that my God! Absolutely like, bananas. Where, where did this scary. come from, Nook? Like, I, who I, is this from? I, this is I, one of his advisors. Never entered my mind. What? Yeah, this is one of his advisors. He said it'd be very interesting if Republicans took hold, uh, you know, took back control of Congress in the midterms, and then they voted to make forty-five the Speaker of the House. Literally, Nancy Pelosi will have to give over the gavel to this man. <laughs> And then these guys are sucking at the teat and they're going to do whatever he wants so they can hold on and campaign and keep their seats going forward. T. Petty, assess this. Um, Well, A, I I did not know that you could be elected Speaker of the House without being a member, Um, like being a member of the House. So 
that's the thing that I learned today. But I wouldn't be surprised if that shit happens because if Democrats don't get their shit together, they are going to lose both houses of Congress in, in the midterms. They just are. And I wouldn't put it past the GOP. They had a head so far up Trump's taint that they will essentially do anything he says. He's down there in that shithole Mar-a-Lago issuing all kind of fucked up grammatically incorrect statements, hmm. um, railing against this, that, and the other. And basically he's a kingmaker. So all roads lead to his bloated ass. And he's down there. It doesn't matter what people say or do as long as they is basically whoever likes him the most is who he will endorse or back or whatever. Uh, and again, nobody in the GOP, what used to be the GOP establishment is willing to stand up to him, period. They just, I don't know what the fuck it is. He must have some dirt on him or something. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. And then Congress would be in fucking shambles, like worse than it already is. Can you imagine that illiterate, the Speaker of the House? He's not a politician. He's just a jackass with a bully pulpit. And that's exactly what he would use it for. He would be in there wreaking havoc, spreading corruption, uh, and nothing would get done for the final two years of Biden's presidency. Drees, Speaker Orange. You know, like, okay, I enjoy like um, sci-fi. And I particularly like sci-fi that is based on um, Armageddon. You know, like the, the world is destroyed somehow. And then you got to figure out how life goes on beyond that. And I think if Trump became Speaker of the House, it would be like Armageddon. Like it, it, it would just, everything would implode. And I, I don't know how any work, legislative work would get done. It, it, it would just, I, I, I can't even conceive of that. Like now you got me thinking about like, oh, that would be a good like sci-fi Armageddon story. So candidate. Well, you yeah. know who would be in there like the same thing that happened in this presidency. People like Steve Bannon mm-hmm. and the human being who ages like sour cream, Stephen Miller. Uh, people like that would be doing the um, air quotes legislative work. Mm. And then his uh, illegible signature would be on shit. But it would be some crazy shit. Um, but the Republicans, if they if they take back the House, they will vote for it. And so would the Senate. It's going to be interesting to see how these midterms are turn out. I mean, they're going to be spending billions if you add up all the states together, you know, uh, for these uh, elections. And, uh, hey, I, I don't, you know, uh, it's an individual's choice, right, who they vote for. Just get in the game. Register to vote. Vote. Vote early. I would say vote often, but vote early. Get your <laughs> vote in. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see how these uh, midterms uh, go um you know uh turn out going forward but that's a very interesting uh proposal i did not know that you did not need to be a member of congress nor um an elected official to be named speaker of the house i'm like damn shit why don't we make little john the speaker i didn't know that either i I had to look that up and it's like and obviously it's never happened before for i understand why uh but you do have to be 25 years old though to be um 
I think you got to be at least 25 years he's old. He's got that uh, in triple, so uh, <laughs> he's good there. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he could die. That's true. Oh, my mm. God. Mm. Okay. So <laughs> y'all have been to my place, right? Yes. And so y'all yep. know that you can see my... Uh-oh. Oh boy! People, you, have, you have a box. You have a you have a box in the sky. I do. <laughs> it's like a different TV show, but the the one I just tuned into was not one I wanted to see. Is everybody clothed over there? No. Okay. No. Well, there's that. <laughs> I don't know what it is with people that have a fascination that live in like skyscrapers. It's, it's, but it's their house. You the most comfortable in your house. Well, so. that don't mean the rest of us want to see your naked ass. They're exhibitionists. <laughs> And I'm really gonna need him to go and put some clothes on. Tonight I'm butt naked. <laughs> Steve smokes a cigar. Okay. Sorry, that, <laughs> that was a. Uh, but but the odds are T Pat at any given time, probably 50% of the people you live around is probably naked in their house. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I don't have a problem with it. I just don't wanna see it unless I want to look at you. And the people that I can see, I don't wanna look at none of them. Draw some shades, buddy. Draw some shades. Uh, Drees, a trucker in New Jersey with a budget of $153 first for the primary. And then with $5,000 he spent, unseated the New Jersey State Senate president and is uh, elected. He won by 2,000 votes. He said the $153 that he spent in the primary. God damn. What the fuck was that? (laughs) So choked up talking about <laughs> politics. Um, $153 that he spent uh, in the primary went for Duncan. Yeah, you know, he drank coffee as he walked and knocked on the doors and stuff. And he also uh, went uh, to one of the uh, printout shops and printed out a lot of flyers. But he unseated a, I believe that uh, state uh, Senate president in New Jersey had been in office since 2010. He just said he's a regular guy. He won by 2,000 votes. So um, just talk about uh, that, the underdog winning, and how important everybody's vote is. Yeah, and this this is the thing, too, about primaries, right? It is like a lot of times when you have incumbents like that, you know, people don't want to run against them. And then if, if they're really kind of arrogant, right, like they, they get complacent in it, right? And it's like, oh, nobody's going to run against me. Nobody's going to beat me. I'm, I'm going to get the primary kind of nomination, and then I'll go into the election, and then that's when I'll really work. But you can really unseat folks in the primary. And it sounded like what this guy did was it is ultimately about shaking hands, folks knowing you, and then knowing how many people you need to turn out and get. And a lot of times, it's not a whole lot of people you need to get. You just need to get more than the other person. And that's what he did. He's he's like, I'm going to buy Dunkin' Donuts and make me some flyers and hit these streets let people know my name, and I know the number of people I got to get to beat um, last year's numbers or whatever the last you know primary was. I know my goal, and he did it. So, and then most of the times in districts like that, they're so gerrymandered now that if you win the primary, then it's almost like you're shooing to win the election, right? Yeah. So the thing is to get in the primary, and then you got the election because they done gerrymandered it so much they're going to vote for that party candidate so i can see that happening absolutely absolutely uh edward Dewar is his name t petty the underdog wins the um new jersey state senate race against the uh president of the senate uh that made those folks uh once mr Dewar run they had to go and look for a new president but um the underdog wins in new jersey 
So I was uh, use the power of my Google food while you were talking about this. And so the outgoing president of the Senate, Stephen Sweeney, was a moderate Democrat. Let this be a lesson to you fucking Democrats. Ain't nobody trying to hear that moderate shit. Don't nobody want to hear that. They want you to be more progressive. Like the shit that progressives are talking about to some extent are things that people want. A higher minimum wage. I mean, $15 an hour is the least they can fucking do. Uh, Be forceful about climate change. Don't talk to me about no fucking bipartisanship with these crazy motherfuckers, Republicans. I don't want you reaching across the aisle to them unless it's to punch them in the fucking mouth. And I don't know why Democrats don't get that, but this should be a lesson to you. And also, I mean, Phil Murphy hung on to the governorship in that same state by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. So this is a crazy year, we know. But all these are signs that Democrats really need to get their shit together. Absolutely. We're talking that moderate stuff. Talk about the stuff that people really want to have happen. It's pretty easy. Just reduce taxes. I'm sorry. Uh, Well, I don't know. Pay parental leave, you know, pay parental leave, basic shit that people should have. Like they have this in other countries, they don't even got it here. Because this country is trash. The only reason people think America is so great is because of propaganda. Mm. That's it. We are worse in amongst developed countries in healthcare outcomes and um, length of life, education. Happiness. What are are we number one in? Bullshit Mm. and fuckery. Mm. T. Petty, you led right into my next story. You know what the United States is not (laughs) number one at anymore? Wealth. A recent report came out and said that China is now the richest and wealthiest country in the world. So wealth in the last 20 years has tripled and one third of that wealth is now in China. So Mm. that uh, lends right into uh, your credence and theory there. That's, um, That's not surprising. Not surprising at all. I mean, a lot of people have made a lot of money in China over the past, I don't know, two, three decades. Mm-hmm. And America, I mean, it's still a it's still the most powerful country on earth. Like that is true. Um, but I mean, what goes up must come down. And the way that this country is so torn internally, it is right for the picking for somebody else to step into. Um, the vacuum that was in place for four years and will probably be in place again in another two years or another three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drees, America's population, is it 325 or 375 million? I'm not sure what that number is. It's three something. Uh, China, 1.2 billion or about three times as many Americans that we have here. They are now the wealthiest country in the world, according to a recent report. Yeah, and, and this has been coming for a while, right? Like we knew this was coming and they reached it and they're, they're, they're going to keep growing. I think the thing we have to think about with both countries is this growing wealth inequality. Because whether it's China or the US, right? It is, it is wealth within the hands of a very small number of folks, right? 
And um, and so I think that is the real challenge to like both nations is like, how do you deal with this great uh, wealth divide, right? Because you, you do have China as a wealthy country, but people are really struggling. And the same thing in the United States, right? Um, you know, the, you know, billionaires increase their wealth, but then folks are barely like, you know, begging for $15 an hour. And it seems like, you know, they're annoying, you know, if they ask for $15 an hour and you making, making millions and billions of dollars off their backs. <laughs> so that's, that's the, that's the great challenge. I think is the yeah. wealth divide. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's so, uh, they, you, if you got uh, kids in the family, try and get them to get an MBA with, uh, you know, a minor in Chinese uh, studies or, you know, um, learn Japanese or the whole nine no, yards. No, you, you know, like a, a MBA that costs you now, like, <laughs> like it, it's, it's like at least like it's almost yeah. like a half million dollars. They better get a damn internship and work their way up then. It's like if somebody gave me a half million dollars, it'll be a lot easier, right? It's like mm-hmm. if you say, okay, you're going to spend a half million dollars going to school, then it's like, I I just rather you give me the half million dollars, I'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we'll see how this uh, turns out, man. They, uh, um, you know, a lot of Chinese business interests have bought up a heck of a lot of uh real estate uh, here in New York and across the country and across the world for that matter. So, yep. you know, that's uh, the only thing, uh, you know, that really doesn't appreciate. They uh, go in and use their savings and buy that. And that's uh, got uh, a lot to do with their wealth. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. All right, y'all. Um, we got a few more items to go through here. We're going to do uh, some quick hits and uh, y'all let me know what y'all think about these things. Drees, Astro World, Travis Scott. Uh, there were nine people that were killed uh, in a, um, a trampling uh, at the concert, including a nine-year-old boy. Um, you're the parent of a preteen. Now, I will say on Travis Scott's behalf, um, there is some video that has surfaced um, of him stopping the show once he you know, was on stage and became aware of what was going on. But uh, a nine-year-old baby amongst those uh, killed in the Astro World um, uh, tragedy. Uh, you're the parent of a preteen. Um, not Monday morning quarterback in this thing, but should a nine-year-old be at a concert like that uh, with so many tens of thousands of people? You know, I heard about this story too, and and uh, it was it was shocking from the beginning, and, and lots of folks have commented on it and talked about it. But when I heard about the nine-year-old, which um, they the nine-year-old was in a hospital, right, because of the injuries, and they succumbed to the injuries, I think, this week. Right. So it added to that. And so when I heard that, it just like really it, it like hit me again, like kind of that event and, and what happened and how it shouldn't happen. Right. Like this isn't something that's normal. Right. Like that doesn't happen at concert. And um, and and and, you know, it's hard to say whether that nine year old should have been there or not. Right. Um, definitely our nine year old shouldn't have lost their life because they were there. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's the that's the question. Like nobody should lose their life going to a concert. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've listened to people talk about it and and say, you know, here's what you got to look at, and here's whose fault it is, and whatnot. And um, I'm I'm not sure where I fall on this yet. Right? It, it is a tragedy, and I feel like folks need to pay for it. Right? Like it, it needs to be some civil criminal investigation and liability but 
I, you know, it's, it's so difficult. This is a hard one for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. T. Petty, um, I know that uh, your baby is older, but uh, again, I don't even remember the first concert I, I went to, but a nine-year-old, uh, unfortunately, amongst the nine victims, and we want to say uh, peace and condolences uh, to the families uh, of the victims. But uh, again, a nine-year-old uh, amongst those uh, killed at the uh, tragedy at uh, Astroworld, the, uh, the concert there. Man, I'm not going to make any judgments about whether or not, <clears throat> excuse me, the nine-year-old should have been there. I mean, he was there with his father and people have the right to take their kids wherever they want to take them as long as it's legal. Like, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't go to a Travis Scott concert my damn self. But I, I <laughs> for wouldn't take reasons. A, <laughs> for a whole lot of reasons. But I wouldn't take a nine-year-old to that. But am I going to judge that man for doing that? Absolutely not. Not And especially not now that his son has died. Yeah. So the the way that must be weighing on his his heart and his mind, God bless him. Um, but what happened was inexcusable. Actually, the show shouldn't have even happened because it was out of control well before the show started. The footage of people like jumping over barriers and just streaming into the venue, that was enough right there to know that there wasn't adequate security. We found out that there wasn't adequate um, like medics and stuff on site. Uh, Travis Scott... Mm. Mm. um allegedly he he eventually stopped the show it took him long enough i mean and people were trying to alert cameramen and all kinds of people to no avail and it was really just it was a tragedy and it could have been avoided so somebody's definitely getting sued um i did see a headline that he was served with a Travis Scott was served with them. Um, $100 million lawsuit today? I think there was another lawsuit that named him and Drake uh, for $750 million. So that's, What does that's, Drake have to do with this? I'm not sure. I don't know if he, no, he was performing too. It was, they were all like on the thing. They were all acts that were no, at Astro. Really? Oh, I did yeah. not. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize Drake's sensitive ass was there too. Okay. Well, I mean, as far as I know, none of the like people getting crushed and people passing out and all that shit didn't happen during Drake's set. Yeah. But another thing that was at play was apparently a bad batch of dope was being circulated because people oh, were dying of drug overdoses. Oh shit. So what? I, I hadn't know. heard that. Well, that oh. was that came out when like shortly after all this stuff happened. So, you know, um, you know how, how stories get out there. So now we do know that there has been like drugs with batches of fentanyl in them. That's what took out Michael K. Williams and a whole lot of other people um, here recently. So I don't know if it was a combination of the drugs and then the poor crowd control, like I don't know, but it was a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recent reports surfaced 100,000 uh, drug-related deaths, overdoses, uh, fatal overdoses in America during calendar 2020, during the pandemic. Dang. Absolutely, positively, Dang. just heartbreaking. Like, you think of, like, the largest uh, 
um, you know, college football stadium like uh, Ohio State or Michigan, that fills 100,000 or 107,000 people. Just imagine if all those people at once, except for 7,000 people, dropped dead. That's how many people overdosed fatally during 2020, uh, during the pandemic as a result of a drug overdose. So uh, very, very sad. Um, T. Petty, I don't know if you know this person or not. This is um, Sophia Eurista. Uh, she is a singer, and um, they were having some kind of music festival, I believe, in um, Tennessee. She brought a man on stage and proceeded to give him a golden shower, peed right on his face. And um, yeah, it went about as well yeah. as you would have thought. Um, I, when I woke up and saw it on social media, I just was like startled. I was like, what in the hell? All right, wait, wait, wait. That, let, that let me start. Like, okay, I saw something like this. And I and I just I just flew by it because I was like, is that like a water hose or something? And like, was it I a mean, gag or was sorts. that was that for real? That was I thought real. it was yeah. like a like a, a a prank or something like that. No, and it was, was like real. fake. That was real. It was real. Yeah. It ain't nobody got that much urine in their body. She must have had what? a two liter of water or something. I some kind of no, I don't believe that. That had to be like a tube hooked that up was... to something like you know. Absolutely, positively. Real. Yeah, it was, was a tube hooked up to something. Uh, the tube was your her urethra hooked up to her bladder. <laughs> Wait, that, that was her last name, urethra. No, no, urethra. That's urethra. No, the last name. The gentleman has a point. Now they should have seen this coming, right? Urethra. U R I S T A. Well, you halfway to urine already. They should have seen this coming in the concert writers. Exactly. So I am not. I'm not going to yuck so wait, nobody. I'm still, I'm still a little confused. About what? So was the guy from the audience? Yes. Yeah, know? she pulled there him up are... on stage. He laid on his back. She pulled her Did pants down. Did he know down. what was going to happen? Apparently not. He well, liked it too. He Apparently. stayed laying there until he she finished move. peeing on him. And then she was like, get the hell out of here. Like he was a $5 tramp or something. She's like, get out, get this guy out of here. Get security. Isn't that, like Isn't that like some Sir, violation or something? A violation of what? They are two consenting I know adults. it should be a law against that. Nah, I'm not into in, I'm not into golden showers and none of that shit, but I'm not going to yuck nobody's yum. If that's what turns you on, you go right in. No, but I'm saying that like not without your permission. That that is he that's up like, there. you know that he that, laid that like well, if he didn't like it, wouldn't he get up? He I ain't he seen yeah, but you didn't have time. Like you like you don't know her. what's happening. Like, what she is, was peeing like, for like here? as soon as she pulled out her pants and started seconds. peeing, then you know what's happening. Mm. Yes. So wow. I ain't heard nothing about him protesting. So I mean, was this a thing that she does at her shows? I have no idea who this who this woman it, is so i don't if know it is, yeah i don't know who she is if it is uh they would have had the video up way before now so um she apologized okay for what for being on the man and then the music festival <laughs> they was having a music festival she was one of the acts in the musical festival they was like we apologize and we don't do this shit because the, it was like the people that was in the audience were shocked. They were, were shocked. They? I would have been shocked too. I was like, what is what is happening here? Because a concert, you go for music. Sir. You go for music. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne bit the heads off of bats. Mm. People simulate sex acts on at concerts all the goddamn time. Bobby Brown. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was uh, so absolutely crazy. Yeah, she put obviously. It on that man and... 
There's so that. Ha- has the man made any statements? I have not heard any statements. So no, I bet you. you I bet, I bet you right now he, he got a lawsuit out. Fool! I bet mm. you he don't. I bet. I bet you he got a lawsuit out. I bet out. you he don't. I, he I just laid there, relatively anonymous, and just was like, mm, "That wasn't me." So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Really quickly, T. Petty, uh, 1,865 points for me. I called this one a few months ago. Derek How are you going to give yourself some points? Because I made a prediction and it came true. Okay, well, what is it? Um, the uh, ex-cop murderer Derek Chauvin and his wife are facing multiple felony counts uh, for tax evasion. Uh, <laughs> they have uh, $500,000 in uh, unreported income and mm. uh, failure to oh, pay well. taxes. So. Uh, he's in jail and going to be in jail and uh, she might be going right along with him. Remember she filed for divorce and we was like, this is about some money. This is exactly yeah. what this is. You know, Too four, late five, now, six, bitch. Later. Exactly. You, you stayed there the whole time while he was getting half a million dollars in undeclared income. Did she work? Hmm. Uh, she was like a beauty queen or whatever. Is that a job? I don't know. Now, see, now when the beauty queens come for your neck, they can come for my, okay, okay, for example, so let's just say I was a beauty king. I'm in a pageant, so <laughs> you may or may not win, and then you may or may not win a top prize, so that's income. But what's your other income? Like, do they give you a check? I don't know how that works. I you know, like, I, like, I think you got to win a title, and then you hold the title, and you got some responsibilities, and I think they pay you, but you're right. If you're in a, if you're in a, in a pageant world, and you doing that, but you ain't winning. Yeah, that that, that can't be your sole source of income because you. I don't think. I think you only earn income if you winning titles. Don't, don't give and me that titles. Right, and I'm not shitting on beauty queens or people that participate in pageants. I'm just saying, like, if it was a like, uh, for example, it might be like 50 dudes going for like Mister USA, and you might not be considered conventionally attractive to somebody that's a judge. And if your ass keep losing, then maybe you need to go for another career path. That's all I'm saying. Like, where does your income come from on the beauty pageant circuit? I don't know. I don't know, hey, but she you had part of sponsors, that. sponsors, though, like, like NASCAR. Like, you know how, like, NASCAR would sponsor you Sorry. and put, like, bumper stickers on? But I think you can't do that. Like, I was thinking about, like, Maybelline Sorry. or yeah. uh, what's what's the other, that, yeah, what's the other, like, um, Cover girl. Uh, uh, Fenty. Like, right? But that, that you don't do sponsorships like that in pageants. Yeah. I don't yeah. No, you don't. Oh, not for whatever, whatever she was doing, not for women either. Whatever she was doing, her ass is a responsible for that five hundred thousand dollars in undeclared income absolutely absolutely you know the irs not paying they trying to get every penny they can because we're number two in wealth now (laughs) um you gotta gotta get that money drees you know people's going back on vacation people was in mexico at one of the hyatt resorts you know you go on the beach and they serve you drinks you can you know have a good time with your family the whole nine yards the people was on the beach at the Hyatt Resort. Two rival Mexican gangs, drug gangs, started shooting out on the beach. People started running to the hotel. They had to like shut it down, calling the police, the federales, whatever it was, and nobody got shot. But yeah, uh, Paradise Lost, they were shooting on the beach at the Hyatt. Assess this. Ah, wow, that is that is scary. <laughs> I actually saw a movie like that. It was called um uh American Assassin. Oh, and the shit. movie started out like that. 
And they start out there on the beach, enjoying the beach, and then some like some group come and start shooting up the beach, and you know the movie take off like that. But that is a nightmare because it's like when you in paradise, you don't think stuff is gonna happen like mm -hmm. that. But when you think about it, those resorts is like fake bubbles, right? Like they use those resorts are in beautiful places, right? But it is surrounded by like poverty and devastation and everything else. And I know folks go there to vacation because it's an escape, but that is like fake. Like, you know, it is not how that place is. It is a, a, a idealized version of that place. So yeah. at some point you got to think reality creeps into that bubble. And that's what happened here. Yeah. It's like reality creep into the bubble because it was right there on the edges. It ain't that far. It's right there, so. Right, T. Petty, that's what they were saying. The beach was like in the middle between these two territories, between these drug gangs, and they started yeah. to rat tat 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 and, and um, the people ran, and you know, the people that was running the hotel, they was like gathered on the board, get back to the hotel, get back to the hotel. And um, yeah, they had to come in and clear that out, but people was clearly shooketh. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like Dre said, if you ever gone to a resort and you and and Mrs. Nook go to resorts. Like typically, they are um, even though they're sometimes isolated. Yeah. But uh, the people who work there are people from the surrounding community, uh, not wealthy people. And I mean, life happens. So you put a resort in the middle of some some drug territory, like some shit is bound to pop off, but you certainly don't expect to be chilling on the beach drinking a Miami Vice and somebody coming <laughs> shooting shit up while you laying there in the cabana. Like, God damn. Miami Vice is a delicious drink. It's half strawberry daiquiri, half pina colada. No, and, and uh, I hate pina yep. coladas, but Miami Vices are good. You put that enough rum in it, that should be tasting good as hell. <laughs> you know, like whenever, whenever I go to a resort like that, and I don't get to go there often, and when I go there, like it, it's it, it's always like somebody saying like, "Let's go out and see like what it's like really mm -hmm. on the outside mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. people really live like." I was like, I already uh, know what that is. Mm -mm. That I already know what it is. I don't want to see that. I, I came on vacation yeah. to get away from exactly. that. I live that sometimes. Exactly. I don't want to see that. And I want to. I want to be in the yeah. bubble. And those resort, <laughs> those go. those resort towns are not the towns to do that in. Mm -mm. No, like like if you go into like a city or and you, I mean you have to be careful everywhere you go, but like. Yeah. Barcelona or Paris or something where you can go and get an Airbnb and stay in the neighborhood and sort of like soak that up as opposed to staying in a hotel. Yeah, but going to like a, a, a resort. resort in Mexico or on uh, one of the islands or something. I want to see how people really live. No, you no, don't. You better stay no, your you ass. Don't. No, you don't. You came to get away from that, like you said. I came to lay on the beach, get drunk, and eat this food that I already paid for. There it is. And Listen, that's around with somebody's son. That's what I'm there for. Okay. Well, all right. There's that. Um, two <laughs> things. One, yeah, you need to stay on the path, like from the airport right to the resort and then the resort back to the hotel. That's one. They're looking for you. They're trying to pick people off in these towns. You need to be careful. The other thing is I'm not the target demographic audience, uh, uh, not the target demographic uh, sort of audience to get kidnapped, but y'all motherfuckers saw taken. Don't, mm-mm. 
You're giving your phone to people and they're taking pictures. And let me just tell you something. Liam and Neeson is no. not coming to get your ass. It's so, uh, <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. So, uh, See? Now, you so, know, that would have never happened if she just wasn't talking to fucking strangers. Exactly. I don't talk to I don't even talk That's to real true. strangers in my real life. Like I'm like the number one. At Mm-mm, yeah, don't what? talk to me. I got my headphones in. I'm not making no eye contact. And now it's really easy because I got on sunglasses and a mask. All they can see of me is my forehead. There it is. Now there that don't is. stop dudes from trying to talk to me though. Like, mm. hey, Ma, you beautiful. Fool, how you know? My whole face covered up. You should get like some of them Halloween teeth, like the West Virginia <laughs> meth teeth. <It> just- <laughs> And just drop your mask and your smile and like, thank you. Like, oh, shit. That would probably just encourage a certain type. Unbelievable. Drees, Massachusetts. A family had a funeral for their loved one. They took the body from the funeral home to the cemetery. You know how they had a concrete vault and stuff and you lowered uh, the uh, casket into the hole in the ground, the vault? Yep. The funeral home was lowering the body into the vault. They loved one. The casket flew open and the body fell out into the hole in the ground. Um, the family <laughs> what? Was... Uh, you know, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, okay. Okay. I will say this. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this. I've, I've been to a, a lot of funerals. Yes. And I, I would say that like bragging. It's just like I've been to a lot of funerals. And um, when you go to the grave site, right, the grave site, you know, I look at how they lower the caskets down. Mm-hmm. And dude, it ain't nothing but a couple of metal bars and some, some, some not rope, but like, um, yeah, um, like the little straps. Yeah, cloth like the straps. like the ones that uh, movers use when they move in your furniture. Yeah, that's that's what they lower caskets down in. And I've always thought, like, this is a very low-tech <laughs> system and way of doing this. <laughs> like, it seems like it's not, like, very secure. Mm. But every time, every funeral I've been to, they've lowered it down with those straps, and it worked. And when they get when they get to the bottom, they just pull the straps out mm. from underneath it, and mm. it's down in there. But mm. I can see how one of those things could get stuck. And one side go lower than the other. Mm, yeah. And then yeah. the casket open. And then actually, you know, all of it is out. <laughs> so I can see that happening. <laughs> I need to grow up. T Petty, the family has sued the funeral home for pain and suffering. Isn't it like a class Absolutely. though, like on both sides of the casket that you're supposed to lock that before you move it? Well, so that it was gonna be my open? question. Why hmm. were the casket locks not on? Like hmm. that's just pure negligence. You certainly hey, I, don't. I never thought about that though. Like there are casket locks. Yeah. They have locks I don't think I'm on them. Lock on my casket, just in case. Well, why you ain't getting out? Just sir? in case. Sorry. Just in case. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a request no locks on my casket. You climb your ass up out of that casket when you're supposed to be dead. Somebody's definitely gonna kill you. <laughs> what they did at that funeral gives a whole new meaning meaning to the phrase "till the casket drops." <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. sorry. So sorry. But, but like I said, it is it is only like two cloth straps, and sometimes it's wrapped around some metal bars. And sometimes and they use a hand mind. crank too to crank yeah, it down. They they do. it. Yeah. I I mean I can't imagine like if I was at it's I haven't been to 
a lot of funerals. A, because I detest funerals. I only go <laughs> under protest. So I've been to <clears throat> a few funerals in the past few years. And they, I mean, that's a trying time for a family. Like all kinds of emotions are coming up. Some, it's, it's a wild ass time. Yeah. Can you imagine you are at a funeral and then mm-hmm. that fucking casket pop open and a body fall out? Bruh. And then it's at the bottom of the holes because nothing's <laughs> like, how you, how you get that body out or back in the casket? Somebody I, in from that funeral home, you better climb your ass down there and put them back. And you yeah. got to clean them off. You just can't have the fucking dirt all over them. Oh my God. I... Yeah, that is horrible. Like, I don't, I don't even know what's the protocol for that. Like, do there you take is the body no back to like, do you take the body back to the to the funeral home to prep it again and to put it back? Or then you got to yeah. send the suit out to the cleaners. It's got mud and yeah, shit all it's over. It's a whole thing, what and then you gotta you gotta do the interment again too with the family. Oh Lord, have so, mercy! I cannot that imagine again. that is fucking mm. terrible. Mm. That mm. that funeral home needs to be sued because that's just pure negligence and that's awful getting all the money for that. Especially if you're like a baby and they make you come to the funeral, this is your first funeral, and then now for the rest of your life, this is how you think the fucking funeral goes? That pop, 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 out of the goddamn I mean, if you're a that's baby, cool. you might think that shit is exciting. Who <laughs> you knows? That, that's why, like, our family got, like, and most families do, they, they have a one funeral home that you use, and that's the people you go yeah. with because that's who you trust, that's who yep. they bury, and it'd it be true. the same thing over that's and true. over again. But there's comfort in in knowing exactly what's gonna happen over and over and over again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Okay. Um, T. Petty, it would not be the Digital Gobo podcast without an animal story. So this is a quick hitter. What is the most dangerous amongst these things? A mouse, mm-hmm. a squirrel, a possum, a rat, or a raccoon? I'm gonna go with raccoon. All right. Uh, Drees, mouse, squirrel, rat. Possum, raccoon, what's most dangerous? All right, I'm going to go with mouse and, and follow me on this one. Oh, boy. Mice, <laughs> they carried the plague through fleas. It was fleas on rats and mice that caused the bubonic plague and killed millions of people. So I'm going to say people not washing mouse. their legs. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> but that I'm going to go with the mouse. Okay, I'm going to go with raccoon. I agree with T. Petty, right? Because if a raccoon bites you, they more than likely are rabid, and then you might be able to get some shots on time, oh, but you might die. Well, so. wait a minute, though. Mice also carry the hantavirus. Y'all remember that shit that had people coughing up blood and shit? Oh, See, shit. I told you. They disease mm. vectors. Mm. So we got two for mice mm-hmm. and one for raccoons. No, I'm still going to go with raccoons. You know why? Because raccoons are smart and vicious. Mm. Yeah, but but check this out though. Raccoons only travel in like maybe two or three together. That's it. So if you run into raccoons, it's two or three of them, which is scary, right? But they going about their business. Mice, they roll in like a million. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather face three raccoons than a million like mice. You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just stay in the house. I don't have none of those things in here. So that's what's up. Well, you asked the question, Nook, like, what's the answer? 
I, I, no, I'm I'm just I'm just oh, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, I think it's raccoon. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going raccoon. If you open the garbage can and the raccoon jump up and he's startled and you see them like little glow in the dark eyes and then they launch at your ass, you're fucked. <laughs> okay, I got yeah, a raccoon okay. story. Okay, all right. So y'all know our boy in Chicago. Yeah. Before. Yep. He moved there. Now, Dries, you've been to their place several times. Yep. He went to go take the garbage out and it mm. was a raccoon sitting on top of the garbage can eating a piece of pizza. Trash pants. <laughs> he was like, fuck that. I will be back. Because you know, raccoons do not play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my answer, raccoons. They okay. they treacherous. Gotcha. Well, I think the scariest thing about the raccoons is they got little hands that they can do stuff. So like, that, yeah, see, like a raccoon trying to open your door. That's that's kind of scary. Like a raccoon hand smart. on your like doorknob turning it. They're yeah. very smart. Like they figure out how to take the tops off of garbage cans and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh I will give a second vote to possum because the possum might be playing dead and then wake up and then bite your ass. Them possums look fierce <laughs> in the face. And then they got them teeth there. You up. You really, really, really messed up. Um, T Patty, we're gonna wrap it up. Give me one of the final four, a shout out, a prediction, a final thought, or a or flowers. Oh man, sheesh. Let's see. Come back to me. I can't think of which one I want to do. Okay, okay. Drees, give me one of the final four. Final thought, uh, flowers, a shout out, or a prediction. All right, I'm gonna I'm give you a final thought and a prediction. Okay. And this is gonna be like the Monday before Thanksgiving is gonna be known as Ashy Monday. Okay. <laughs> From Idris Elbow. So be on the lookout. I'm starting a campaign this weekend. If y'all got um got IG, your boy is on <laughs> IG now, and I'm gonna be launching a campaign. And T Petty already named it. What's what what's the follow is gonna be T Petty? Oh, the ashy, the ashy army? The ashy army. Did I say that? <laughs> the ashy I said, army. I said ashy recruits. The ashy, the ashy recruits. Ashy recruits for the ashy army against the moisturized. Wow. Okay. Wow. Ashy army and the ashy recruits. Oh, right, you know who you are, so. <laughs> but it's getting, well, it's getting colder. The the ashy. You know the bad part about it is like you you can be you can be enrolled in the army and not realize it. <laughs> it's like you the ashy army right now. Now you know somebody gonna tell gonna hand you some hand like baby you you need to hit your hands up with some of this. <laughs> right. If you know somebody personally yeah. or in your family yeah. or just a stranger, take a picture of them or their ashy body part, not the clean parts now. We're talking above the chest and uh, the legs below. We're not talking about that middle torso part. And I, the, I'm going to uh, tell you, no, we, we're going to have sponsors, so we'll, we'll get some <laughs> some lotion sponsors. Like, don't be in the ashy army and the ashy recruit. You know, use X brand lotion. So Tag tag Idris Elbow in those pictures on IG. His uh, IG is I am Idris Elbow. I am I D R I S E L B O W. I can spell. Don't, uh, don't I, y'all, I heard y'all gasp like I was gonna fuck it up, but I didn't. Um, T Petty, give me one of the final four shout out, prediction, final thought, or flowers. All right, I got two predictions. Okay. Both related to white foolishness. Mm. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse is gonna get off. Mm. 
and um, I don't even know those whites down in uh, Georgia that murdered Ahmaud Arbery. Mm. Um, it's only one black person on that jury. Mm, hung jury for that one. Mm, mm, mm. Those are my predictions. Okay. Mm, okay. Sad predictions, but wow. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I mean, very likely America. to come true. Mm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, I did have flowers, but I have totally forgot what it is I'm going to say. So uh, there's that. Well, now, we we can't get out of here without saying flowers to you. Happy birthday, bro. Yes, happy Thank birthday, Nook. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, people ask, do you feel you're older? I'm like, no, I'm just one day older from yesterday. Like, uh, <laughs> like Jay Prince said from uh, Rap-A-Lot Records, you wake up every day and you get a chance and a choice. I'm happy uh, for both every day and to wake up uh, in my right mind as well. Also, someone today told me that I look like um, David Allen Greer with the ball head and the beard. So um, I need some what? David Allen. Yeah, yeah, I need some David Allen Greer. Not like two not two snaps up, a twist and a kiss. David Allen wow. Greer. David Allen Greer, that's on Broadway now. So he's bald now, and he has a, a relatively long beard. And uh, someone told me today that really? I reminded them of that. I was like, okay, I'll take, I I'll take that David one. David Allen Greer. I ain't seen him in a long time. Me yeah. either. Yeah, so you have to do a, a Google uh, image search uh, for him and uh, check it out. But yes, people are saying that uh, uh, I look like uh, David Allen Greer. I'll take that one, I guess. Um, oh, wait a minute. I got one more thing. You yes, ma'am. I got a shout out. Okay. To you and Mrs. Nook. Uh, we, uh, Dries, you were there. We enjoyed a lovely pre-birthday dinner with y'all over the weekend with y'all and yes. some of our uh, our good friends that we haven't all gotten together in damn near two years. It was so good to see everybody. Yes. Yes. Thank you for sponsoring um, that gathering of yeah. friends and family. Yes, and then you know, Dries dropped a little word. I was about to take my uh, take my purse out and pass the collection plate. <laughs> I'm about to take my handkerchief out and start to cry. I appreciate those kind words, bro. That's that. T. T. Betty Nook. That's from my um storefront days when I had the storefront shirt. <laughs> Remind me to tell y'all a story about my uncle running a revival. Oh Lord, was he was he a preacher? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. I'll say that one for the next show. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, this is it. I mean, we had a lot of news items, but uh, yes, this is episode seventy of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. As always, we appreciate you riding with us. Our full library of episodes uh, is available. Uh, on all platforms we're up to 70 of these now and um let's see we're on twitter at the digital gumbo we're on instagram at the digital gumbo podcast my uh ig handle is i am nookie bishop jr and of course uh idris is at i am idris elbow and might we see maybe within the next couple of weeks before the end of the year t petty the i am t petty instagram so you know you could uh share your thoughts and you know your little you know repostings and those types of things you're you're i heard your social media game is fire we know this i mean you know i do a little razzle dazzle a little something here and there i think i should i think i should okay. uh 
because you know your your girl got stuff to say and my my stuff under my name yeah, my, yeah, my employer yeah. actually you got that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why we all got pseudo names uh to you know why uh, win the lotto or one of us won the lotto and then we just i just mean it's not shit. really a pseudonym if somebody yeah. knows us they yeah. will know that this it's us true. i mean i don't really give a fuck but it's fine <laughs> There it is. There it is. All right. So, yeah, um, again, uh, if you're not sure when you're uh, catching this, again, uh, if you've uh, celebrated Thanksgiving, hope you had a great one. And then uh, we're looking forward to the uh, holiday season. So we're going to be taking a couple weeks off with the holidays coming up. Then we're going to get uh, right back into it in December with uh, a holiday spectacular, a New Year's uh, Eve special. We'll uh, go over some stories that uh, happened in 2021, and we'll look forward to 2022. But you know, we'll continue to be right here at the intersection of news, current events, race, culture, and politics. And that intersection is located right next to the liquor store because we always drink an alcoholic beverage or two uh during the show and as you see that uh, this is a, a very very funny podcast so we send out an sos share our show um please tell uh, a friend and two neighbors and one friend of me about uh, the digital gumbo podcast we continue <laughs> to grow and thank you for uh, listening to us as we uh, continue to climb those uh, apple uh improv podcast charts and uh, we see it because, uh, you know, we're continuing to uh, hit newer and newer heights uh, every time we drop a new episode. But again, 70 episodes in the books, y'all. So uh, appreciate it. We cannot uh, do it. The show is just better when the three of us are here together. And of course, we got to give a shout out to our boy, producer E, making us uh, sound good. So we definitely uh, appreciate e. him. All right. Absolutely. All right. So until next time, we will see y'all next time. Be good. Be safe. We good. Y'all good? We out? Good. Out. Happy right, Thanksgiving, y'all. Or All happy right, uh, friends and family day. There it is. Happy Ashy Monday. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>